Greetings! Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke. And we got a little post-mortem recap of my teams, a little analysis of how I drafted. Anybody who's listened will know I made some poor choices and some pretty good ones. So we'll talk about all those today. But thank you for joining me on this post-championship week. Uh, I hope you guys did as well as I did. I did pretty well. Overall, great head-to-head crap. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Please rate us on iTunes. This little star rating, five-star rating is great. Drop a little comment in there. Uh, it'll help us grow, give us a little bit more credibility, gather a few more followers. Although maybe you don't want more followers. Maybe you like using the average Joe's insight to crush everyone. Hmm, I see how it is. Anyways, please rate us. It's awesome. Whatever uh, whatever platform you're using, whatever app you're using, uh, it all helps. Uh, you send me an email, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. This is our second to last baseball episode of the season. I think I'm going to do, do one more next week. For sure going to do one more next week. Talking about a little 2020 look ahead, some, uh, some surprises, people that I'm looking at uh, next year who could uh, potentially break out. I'm not an analyst. I don't get paid to analyze baseball, so it'll be uh, pretty brief. Just some players that I'm looking at, people that I want to keep in mind, and a maybe a th- three-round, four-round, or five-round, something like that, uh, kind of like a mock, little mock draft or rankings of where guys should go, something like that. We'll see. I haven't quite decided yet. Probably won't decide until the day before. That's how much planning I do. All right, let's jump right in here. My teams. Average Joe's team, I finished seventh at uh, at 72.5 points. So really great. I had risen up to fifth, I think at 76 points, but nothing I could do. The, uh, the average Joes were not having it. The average Joes were not, at least the baseball average Joes were not allowing me to, uh, to improve. The football average Joes, though, in that league, I've made some trades. But if I can't make trades, it's going to be hard for me to improve. So congratulations, uh, $10 from my daughter's mouth. I hope you feel terrible. I hope you feel terrible, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, no. I don't hope you feel terrible. I'm glad everybody joined. We're going to do it again next year. Hopefully uh, hopefully everybody wants to come back. And, of course, I will have to be there and uh, be crushed. That's just, I think that's what I do. That's my role. So I'll have to be there and be annihilated by, by the listeners, which is always fun. Apart from that, I had 13 teams. And there was a mix of head-to-head. It was seven, I think it was seven rotos. No, six rotos, seven head to head, and one head to head finished fifth. One head to head. So I had the one finished fifth, that was an early, early concluder, ended in like the first week of August. So that wasn't great. And then I had five. Five. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six, sorry. So I had seven. Wrote up seven head to head, the one flamed out. Six of them went to the playoffs. Five went to the finals, which is unprecedented. Really, five out of seven teams going to the finals. 
And on Saturday, before the season was over, I was winning four of the five. Looking pretty good. And then Sunday, when the games ended, I was not winning four of the five. I was winning one of the five. <laughs> so I, I ended up winning one league out of five in the finals. And I won, I tied four to four. So I won the tiebreaker. I lost two, four to five. One, I had like an RBI tie and I was behind a homer. And if you hear some whining, it's my dog because he just can't seem to be quiet. He has to be loud all the time. So I had one I lost by, I think I tied in RBIs, one I tied in saves, and I was behind like one homer, one run. It Ridiculous. I had, it was just a terrible, terrible finals week. So many guys sat out. I lost one league where I had 10, 10 Ks less. I should never have Ks, you know, never lose Ks category. And I did because I had pitchers get scratched. Dylan Cease uh, did not do well for me. So, yeah, I win one out of the five. So, head to head overall, I had one in fifth, one in first, four in second. That can't be right. So, I only have six? Four? No, I had seven. So, one in fifth, one in first, five in. No, sorry, I didn't write it down. What an idiot. So, I had one that made it to the playoffs, and I lost in the first round. Wait, not, not the first round. I won the quarterfinals. I lost in the semifinals. So I ended up playing for third, and I won third. So I have one fifth, one third, one first, and four seconds, which is a pretty good, you know, payout for second is pretty good. So that was that was a, a nice victory. Last year, I flamed out in the quarterfinals and semifinals. This year, I just flamed out in the finals. So that's I'm making improvements. My Roto teams, where I had six of them, Really, really crushed. So let's see. I'll read them off to you right now. Second, first, 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 third. <laughs> now that is uh, that's something. That's something special. The second place one jumped up. I was fourth almost all season. And then I was tied for third. And I jumped up to second in the last day of the year. In the league that I finished third... The guy who was in second dropped down a point and a half. I bumped up a point, so I ended up winning by a point to get to get third. And the guy who was in first was in second, and he bombed it. He might be a listener. But he dropped the bomb and started all starters and picked up five and a half points on the final day to leap into first and drop the guy who was in second to third. So that was great. So overall, 13 teams. My average my average uh, finish my average finish, good gracious, was second place. That's really ridiculously great. Really good. And not to toot my own horn, which it seems like I'm doing, which I am because I, I crushed it this year. I really did well. The, the whole reason is just management. Using the skills that I, that I would mention to you guys, using the, the roster management, you know, taking advantage of your IR, IL spots, taking advantage of you know, being able to stream pitchers, Making sure that, making sure that you're you're cycling guys out and roto leagues who aren't playing, so you don't waste it on a pinch hit. Making sure in head-to-head leagues you're cycling guys in when people aren't playing. It's 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 all important because I didn't draft particularly well on a lot of these teams, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're talking about my uh, a few of my my Yahoo leagues. I didn't do any of the uh, I didn't do any of the custom leagues. I just did the Yahoo leagues. So we'll talk about those today. We'll go over my drafts here. And we'll do a little analysis because I like to see where I, where I succeeded, where I failed, 
um, where I did, you know, where I could have improved. My, I, I do have MVPs. I have two MVPs. It's like an American League and a National League. They each have an MVP, so I figure I'll pick two of them. Uh, so I, my MVPs are Anthony Rendon and J.D. Martinez. Rendon, because I drafted him on a few teams, he was one of the guys I was really high on going into the season, and he he did well for me. He did really, really great. So Rendon crushed for me, and J.D. was the guy I targeted the most in trades. I think I picked him up on like six teams, and he, he carried me. He carried these teams. He got super hot, carried me all the way to the end where he you know may have missed a little bit of time, but he carried me that far and lifted my teams up. So those are my two MVPs. My least valuable players, I also picked two of them because, you know, why not, was uh, Andrew Benintendi and Giancarlo Stanton. Benintendi, because I was also high on him coming into the season, I actually traded Benintendi. I actually traded Rendon for Benintendi. Rendon and Felipe Vasquez for Benintendi, to be exact. And Benintendi just crushed me across the board. And Stanton, I drafted on two teams. He was my AL MVP pick. And he had like five at-bats. So those are my least valuable players this this season. Let's talk about, well, real quick, I mentioned last last week, if I did really well in baseball, I wanted to do something special. And I, I do. I did, I did really well. So I want to make a donation to a charity here. And it'll probably won't be very big because you know what? I'm broke. So it's not like I could donate a whole bunch of money. But I'm thinking about donating 25 or 30 bucks. Maybe a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see if I can find, uh, we'll see what you guys think. But I'm thinking 25 bucks is pretty good. And I found two charities near where I live. And I'll tell you about them now. So if you want to email me, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com let me know what you think I'd like to have a little vote uh, let me know what you guys think is better and I'll donate it uh, in the name of the podcast so the two that I have one is called the kids food basket and it's it is what it is it is what it sounds they provide sack dinners for low income and poverty level uh, children across Grand Rapids that's where I'm from, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm not a Tiger fan because they're terrible. So Kids Food Basket, their website is kidsfoodbasket.org or something like that. They have a couple different locations, but so I think that's, that's a pretty pretty powerful, uh, pretty powerful uh, nonprofit. And the second one is called, I believe, this is the way you pronounce it, Ellie's Place. E-L-E-S Place.org. They're also in, uh, in Mich- Western Michigan here. And they're a uh, like a healing place for kids who have suffered like 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 loss of a of a brother or sister or a parent some kind of traumatic event. They provide grief counseling and help these uh, these young people move forward. Because you know when you're that age and you face some kind of a life altering event that's horrific, it could really change the way your life turns out. So to be able to provide them you know counseling, good counseling, and help them move past this grief and and come to understand it so they, they can they can live a successful life. I think it's pretty important. So those are the two that I've that I'm looking at. Uh, again, Ellie's place, E-L-E-S place, and the kids' food basket. Those are the two that I'm thinking about. Please email me. Let me know what you guys uh, what you guys think. I think that's pretty pretty awesome, and I'm glad that I did well and I can I can do that. Let's get into the drafts here now. Let's talk about some of the head-to-head teams here first. 
All right, so the first one I call Berkman of Alcatraz. I'm going to go over the draft here, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my methodology first. So when I go over the draft, I write down the ranks 1 to 10 for every player. A 10 is you know a top 15 player. It could be a great first rounder that held up their value like Ronald Acuna, or it could be uh, you know if if you got if you got what's his face oh for God's sake Pete Alonso super late he'd be like a nine I think I have him down for a nine so that that also counts and obviously that the more the, the the higher your score in this in this this category the better you drafted so if you if you got a crappy player if you drafted Ian Desmond which I did in this team he's a zero that's a that's a blank spot you want to have all your players worth something that's the goal and if you could have a few down below. That are worth six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's where you're going to succeed. So let's talk about. So then I, I add up all of them and I divide it by 23 and see my average score. It's usually you know four, somewhere in the fours. If you're below fours, you're in trouble. If you're higher than four, it's pretty good. And then I add up their their finishing position. So I have two 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 columns here where I personally rank them on a scale of one to ten, and then the overall rank. Which can be way off because some of these guys are ranked like 1,200 and they they played. And some of these guys didn't play at all and they're ranked like 400. So it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't really like it. But it, you know, it gives you an idea of, of where your average player rank is at the end of the season. So Berkman of Alcatraz, head-to-head, finished second in the league, of course, because everybody did. And I picked third in this league. So I took Arenado, Javi Baez, Trevor Story, Anthony Rendon, Kenley Jansen, Jack Flaherty, Mike Clevenger, Zach Wheeler, Felipe Vasquez, Mike Conforto, Matt Olson, Ian Desmond, Eduardo Rodriguez, Matt Chapman, Alex Reyes, Jose Quintana, Aaron Hicks, Elvis Andrews, Ryan Braun, Danny Jansen, Byron Buxton, Ryan Brazier, and Derek Rodriguez. Some pretty horrific names on there. Uh, but some are good. I mean, you see where I hit with Matt Chapman. You see where I hit with Eduardo Rodriguez, even though I dropped him in like the first three weeks, and Elvis Andrews. So those are those are hits, but lots of zeros down there. But really, the top of this, the top of this, the top of this, like the top seven picks are sweet. So Aaron Adams obviously ten, Baez eight, Story nine, Rendon ten, Jansen seven, Flaherty nine, Clevenger eight, Wheeler four, Vasquez eight, I mean, Conforto six, Olson six. I had those, I had most of those guys all year. I traded away uh, Vasquez. Obviously, I traded away Jansen. But really, those are those are great, great picks. And my my average score there, my average pick, my average player on that team was a 4.69, which is really, really high. And my let's see, what is it out here? My average position, according to the Yahoo ranks, was 246, which sounds pretty bad. But considering Danny Jansen's ranked 1049, uh, Anthony Reyes is ranked 731. You know, you, you can kind of see. I think my ranking is a little bit more representative of the actual team I drafted. So 4.69 is a great draft. This team crushed it all year long. And you can see why. Really, really good in the top. And I had a few hits in the bottom. That's what you want to have. You want to have a nice balanced team. You don't want to have zeros in the first couple first couple rounds. But you can recover from that if you, you, know, if you manage a team well. So the next one. Uh, let's see. Eggs Odorizzi. They were the third pick as well. This is a head-to-head team too. We're going to head-to-head first here. So Eggs Odorizzi, third pick. These are all drafts that are live. 
that you can listen, go back and listen to if you want. We've got a long offseason. You can go ahead and re-listen to all the greatest hits. So Odorizzi, we drafted Scherzer, third pick, drafted Scherzer, Blackman, Benintendi, Rendon, Alberto Mondesi, Gary Sanchez, Steven Strasburg, Felipe Vasquez, Matt Olson, Robbie Ray, Jose Peraza, Cody Allen, Malik Smith, Jose Quintana, Stephen Piscotti, Byron Buxton, Pedro Strope, Shane Green, Fran Mil Reyes, Carlos Martinez, Jonathan Loisiga, Hunter Strickland, and Willie Adamas. So not bad again. A few, a few good players here. Rendon down there in the fourth pick was great. Mondesi fifth. Sanchez sixth was awesome. But Ben Intendi was a huge, huge gaping hole at my third pick. And I had uh, a bunch of zeros. So the average on this team was uh, 3.74. That's not great. Not great. And my average Yahoo rank, I don't think I even wrote it down here. I sure didn't. Probably wasn't very good. I never added it up. I wrote them down, but never uh, totaled it up. So whatever. Wasn't great. Let's do the next one was called, I, I renamed it. I don't know. I can't remember what I named it uh, out of the gate, but I ended up calling it FU because the league vetoed a trade I made for Ronald Acuna. So this team, I was the second pick and I took Mookie Betts, Alex Bregman, Juan Soto, Cody Bellinger, JT Real Muto, Gary Sanchez, Alberto Mondesi, Felipe Vasquez, Jose Barrios. That's ridiculous. One to nine. Hitting on everything. And then Madison Bumgarner, Aaron Hicks, Eduardo Rodriguez, Jerkson Profar, Arotis Viscaino, Archie Bradley, Kyle Freeland, Joey Lucchese, uh, Steve, uh, what's that, that? Oh, Voigt from the Yankees, Willie Adamas, Pete Alonzo, I think that's Sergio Romo. I can't even read that. I read like crap, really. Julio Tehran and Blake Parker. So this team crushed the top nine picks. Really did. And hit Alonzo down there in round 20. Alonzo's a nine. An elite, elite player. So my average on this team was 4.43, which is great. I have three players that are 10. And my average Yahoo was 253. So that's pretty solid. Considering I, oh, I, I don't know who I said after Archie Bradley, but it was Kyle Freeland, and he had a zero. And Archie Bradley, really, if I'm going to pick a Cy Young Award winner this year, it's going to be Archie Bradley because he helped me. I, I picked him up in every team at the trade deadline, and he absolutely crushed it and carried. He, he won a lot of. He won some. He won a bunch of money for me, helping me uh, climb in saves. Anyways, to another good team. Uh, really did well all year long. Now we'll talk about some. Some of the uh, Roto teams here. And they struggled. I don't know if you remember me updating you on the Roto teams. I had Roto teams that had like 61 points. Ended up with 93.5 in first place. So the first one here is called New World. New World, I was the 11th pick. And if you listen to that episode, there was, uh, it was Heather, uh, a league manager named Heather, who was talking smack during the draft about how baseball was changing and you have to draft draft top end starting pitching and you can get hitting hitting anywhere. So it's it was foolish and she was laughing at us for picking these hitters and we're passing up powerful pitchers. And for a long time for half the season she was up there. Her pitching was up there and her hitting was doing all right. And then she ended up finishing like sixth. Fifth or sixth. I actually had her in another league too that I didn't know that she finished also seventh. Uh, and I I even went into her little profile, did a little profile stalking. And I think she had 
not as many teams as I did, 10 or 12, and didn't cash in any of them, which I thought was pretty funny because I know she did the same exact strategy in every every team because the two that I'm in with her, she did the same thing. Dominating starting pitching, except the one that the other one that I didn't wasn't aware of, she finished like in sevens and eights in the starting pitching. So she was down there like seventh or eighth in the league. But it, it just goes to show you a well-balanced team. You have to draft a well-balanced team. Punting categories and it's just you have to get so much right. There's not a lot of room for error. And eventually, just like my team, my uh, Roto team that finished, that I'll talk about here that, that I drafted, that finished second, I was first in all the pitching categories. I had Cole, I had Sale for a good part of the year, I had great pitching, and you just can't climb. Once you get 10s in all these categories, you can't go anywhere. You can't drop bombs, you can't do anything to, to get better. You can't drop a home run bomb on your league. So crushing pitching is great. If you draft you know, Verlander, Scherzer, um, Cole, Bueller, Flaherty, yeah, you're going to win those categories. Congratulations. Then you're going to have ones. She had ones in every hitting category except steals. Ones. You just can't make that up. You, you can't. If you want to lean one way or another, that's fine. If you want to lean a little bit towards pitching, I think that's, that's fine. I think I might actually do that next year. Lean a little bit. But if you just go all in with pitching, you have to assume, first of all, nobody gets hurt. And second of all, you really have to make, you have to hit all over the place on your on your hitters. And you can find guys that hit 30 home runs, sure. People always say, oh, you can find 30 home runs on the, on the wire. Yeah, you can. But it's hard to find six guys that have 30 home runs or seven guys to fill out your hitting, you know. If you have one or two, you're still going to finish last. If you have four, you're going to finish last. So it's really important. It's, like a, it's a cautionary tale. Don't do that crap. Build a balanced team. And I mentioned before, if you want to punt saves, Go ahead and punt them. I punted saves across the board. I traded all these closers away. And then I still finished like sevens, eights, nines, tens, elevens in saves because I pick them up all year long and I accumulate and I accumulate. I never give up on the category. If you give up on the category, you're finished. Anyways, that's enough of that little diatribe. I I picked 11th in that league. And I started off a little bit slow. Um, But I I started off, I was like fifth or sixth when, when Heather was in first or seventh maybe. But I ended up steadily climbing. My pitching got better and my hitting got better. So 11th pick, Harper, first round, then Jacob deGrom, Walker Bueller, Andrew Benintendi, Joey Votto, my worst draft pick, Mike Clevenger, Clayton Kershaw, David Dahl, Corey Seager, Will Myers, Wilson Contreras, Wilson Ramos, uh, Cody Allen, Jerickson Profar, Shane Green, Jose Quintana, Carlos Martinez, Austin Meadows, Adam Eaton, Joey Lucchese, Brad Peacock, Willie Adamas, and Hunter Renfro. You can see some of the guys I was going for here. You can see a Willie Adamas theme going on, a Jerickson Profar theme going on, Quintana, um, Cody Allen. I got these same guys all over the place, and they all flamed out. And really, my average on this team was a 3.52, which is not good. And my average uh, overall position was a 251 in Yahoo ranking, which the Yahoo ranking is stupid. I'm not going to say the Yahoo ranking anymore. But I had a 3.52 in my ranking. Which is not good, because really Benintendi flamed out. He got he was a two. Votto was a zero, and then eighth round and ninth round two ones. I did Contreras was good and Ramos became pretty good. Um, Shane Green was really great when I had him. He was a ten. And I traded him away on all these teams. I traded him away. I ended up dropping Carlos Martinez and then getting him back in a trade. I ended up trading Austin Meadows. So making some of these nice trades down the line helped me a lot. And some of these guys just doing better help me as well. 
Next team, the Red October, my flagship team, the one that I worked the hardest at and ended up winning. This this is the team that was at 61 points at one time. I think in I think it was in the middle of June or the end of June, maybe even July. I was at 61. And I remember out in the podcast I was talking about how I really had to work hard to get this team coming up. And, and it, the Red October was the one that I've, I've won like three or four years in a row. And I ended up winning again. I think I had 94 and a half points, which was 94 points, somewhere like that, which is ridiculous. But you'll see here the draft was uh, was was not great. And really, it was all about all about trades on this team. I made so many freaking trades. It was ridiculous. So I was pick nine. I took Trey Turner and then Giancarlo Stanton and then Andrew Benintendi. So not a great start. Then Cody Bellinger, who I think I traded for Goldschmidt before the season started. George Springer, Jack Flaherty, Felipe Vasquez, Craig Kimbrell, Will Myers, Zach Wheeler, uh, Luis Castillo, Wilson Contreras, Jerickson Profar, Guado Rodriguez, Jose Quintana, same guys as always. Joey Lucchese, Kyle Schwarber, Pete Alonzo, Willie Adamas, Sean Newcomb, Ian Happ, Nick Markakis, and Brandon Nimmo. This is the this team I traded. I ended up trading uh, Alonzo for JD Martinez, which was which worked out well for me. And I know I made a bunch of trades in this team. It, it I turned it over completely. But really, these first picks were not that great. I mean, Benintendi was a two and Santon was a zero. If you can zero, your your second and third rounds are important. If you get nothing out of them, it's going to be a struggle. That's why this team was struggled for so long. Turner was hurt for a while. Stanton was all year. And Benintendi was terrible. And then I traded for Goldschmidt, who was also not good. So... These uh, this team struggled for a long time. I was like in eighth place. So the average the average point per pick in this one is three point eight three, and the Yahoo rank is three thirty eight. So three point eight three is not great. Uh, the best best obviously in this team was Belly and Alonzo. The worst was Stanton by a mile. Uh, yeah, but I ended up winning that league, which was good. Now we'll talk about who. Let's see. Let's see here. Let's talk about my last one here, the last Roto team, the one I finished in second. These are the, the Yahoo leagues. So this is the one I finished in second where I was fourth for quite a while where I crushed pitching. And this was an auction. So we'll talk about this one too with some of the guys that I bid on. And you can see uh, kind of what I was thinking. So I got Mookie Betts, Victor Robles, Wilson Contreras, Andrew Benintendi, Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, Trevor Bauer, Patrick Corbin, Will Myers, Robinson Cano. He was an accident, accidental bid, by the way. Jose Peraza, Ian Desmond, Cody Allen, Zach Godley, Tyler Glasnow, Nick Pavetta. I traded Glasnow in the very beginning of the season. Uh, Nick Pavetta, Ryan Braun, Carlos Martinez, Jerickson Profar, Archie Bradley, Malik Smith, uh, Garrett Hampson, and Alex Colomay. So this team, I got major holes with Benintendi, a two, obviously not great. Robles wasn't as good as I had hoped. And then just a bunch of freaking zeros with Myers and Cano and Peraza and Desmond and Allen. I mean, there's a lot of zeros. Ten zeros on this team, which is uh, the most of any team I drafted. So the average on this team was the 3.30. That the worst, the worst score of any of the Yahoo teams. And I struggled for a long time. I was down on the bottom of this one as well. I just couldn't couldn't catch up until I made some big trades. I ended up I ended up going out and getting Garrett Cole. I ended up getting uh, Clevenger. I ended up getting Sale. And I, I ended up getting a bunch of guys that really helped my pitching staff on this team. Uh, the, 
Best player I had, Rendon. The worst, Benintendi, obviously. The average Yahoo is 398. That's pretty terrible. Um, yeah. So you can, I mean, it's important when you go into a draft that you realize it's not, you know, a lot of these guys you pick, when you're looking at it, after you finish your draft, you're like, man, I crushed it. All these guys are great. Most of those guys are going to be terrible. <laughs> really, more than half the guys on these teams, are, you know, half, half, more than half, are going to be uh, flameouts. On this particular team, I had 10 zeros and a one. So that's 11 out of 23 that were just worthless. And I had Benintendi with a two and Glasnow with a two, and I traded away right away. Uh, Bradley with a three and Martinez with a four. So I had a bunch of guys. More than half my guys were, were pretty crappy. Uh, and Bradley only got a three because he was not a closer for for this whole for the whole season. So it's important, you know. The draft is the draft sets your stage. You got to have a flexible idea of what you want to do. If you go in thinking all pitching and it doesn't work out, you could screw yourself up. If you go out, if you go thinking I'm gonna, these are the guys I'm going to get, same with an auction. If you think these are the guys you're going to get, and the price gets driven up way way up, you could end up, you know, flaming out. You, you, you just have to be flexible, have to know what your backup plans are going into these drafts. And then obviously that's, that's only step one. Step two is managing the team, getting your guys in there and out there, um, making sure that you're filling up, like I said, your IL spots and, and doing, the, doing the things that you need to do by getting the, the, the non-playing guys out and the playing guys in. Also, working the wire, picking up guys who could have value for you, especially around the all-star break when you're going to have teams that are flaming out. Uh, that's really your first step to uh, to improvement, being able to pick up some of these guys who are you know heading into the All Star break. You're picking up setup guys, then you're watching uh, who gets traded and grabbing these closers quickly. And then you're going to have dudes in August, you know, end of August, where you just have half a dozen closer jobs up in the air, or get or get changed around. So you got to be on those as well because you can pick up a lot of spots with these uh, with these. Crappy closers like Mike Matt McGill and Bradley and Joe Jimenez, uh, Jose Leclerc. I got him in a few teams. So I, I, I on all these teams, I had like four to six closers, even though I traded them all the way after I drafted them. So it's really important, you know. Closer capital is is key coming out of the draft to be able to uh, solidify spots where you're weak. You're not just giving them away, but you're improving, and then obviously managing your team all year long. So it can be done. Bad drafts can be overcome. This draft was the worst I had, and I still finished second, which is uh, pretty remarkable. It takes, a lot of, it, takes, it takes effort, but what doesn't take effort when it comes to, to money or competition? So that's what we got for our, our rosters. That's what I got for my drafts. Hope that was kind of a helpful look back at some of the teams I drafted. And you, know, you can see that some of them were really good. With a you know average of four point six nine, some really bad three point five two. What's the what's the last one I did three point three zero? I mean, there's some some require more work and some obviously uh, don't require as much. But you're always making trades. If you if you hit hit deep on one of these guys, then you can uh, really improve a couple different areas. If you flame out in the beginning, it's it's going to be up to you to either compensate or switch gears and and, and find somebody who can fill that void. That's it. And again, um, again, email me, avgjoesfantasy@yahoo.com. avgjoesfantasy@yahoo.com. Let me know which charity you think uh, would be best, or what you know what your opinion is on that. Again, I'm looking at the two Ellie's place, E L E S place, 
and they are like a healing a healing facility to help kids who have lost somebody or suffered some kind of trauma, help them recover to lead a successful and prosperous lives. And the other one is the Kids Food Basket here in West Michigan that provides sack dinners for low-income and like poverty-level kids. Because really, if, if, if you're not eating... If you're worried about if you're worried about eating, it's gonna be hard to be successful in school, you know. So both of these, I think, are are, are great charities because it can help young people prepare for the future and become successful. So email me, let me know what you think. And again, don't forget to rate us on iTunes or whatever app you're using to listen. I greatly appreciate it. We'll see you again next week. We can talk a little little 2020, and I'll tell you the results of our of our uh, of our charity here. So thanks again. Average Joe's out.